On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, a recap of this past weekend's Baseball Day in Canada held in Okotoks, plus our conversation with Baseball Canada's Jason Dixon. Welcome to Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. You couldn't have asked for a better day of baseball in Okotoks on Saturday as the Western Canadian Baseball League held Baseball Day in Canada. Not only did it feature two games between Dogs Black and the Edmonton Prospects, but a full day's broadcast with interviews and panel discussions as well. Now, before we get going, a big shout out to the Prospects for putting the day together, to the Dogs for being the gracious hosts, and to the rest of the WCBL for backing the idea. I was fortunate enough to to be asked to host the event alongside Dean Millard and our own Ian Wilson, who joins us now on the podcast for a little breakdown of the day and some of the themes we talked about. Ian, welcome back. Thank you very much for having me. How fun was that day on Saturday? <laughs> you know, I I really did uh, have a blast the, the whole day, despite uh, eating some smoke that day <laughs> for, for an extended period. Uh, uh, no, it was just good to to, to get out for the day uh, and take in two ball games and then talk baseball all day and also just to visit with some some people at the at the ballpark. I had uh, uh, my, my neighbor. I ran into my neighbor uh, down at Seaman Stadium, and then uh, uh, Jim Henderson's mom uh, of all all people, uh, Marilyn, uh, sought me out uh, just to come say hi as I. I talked to her previously which was just an incredibly uh kind lady and it was it just really nice of her to to take the time and and just uh put a face to a name it was cool to be able to put the sport into uh into the public's eye i'll call it that you look at how uh hockey day in canada goes and how you can tell all these stories and granted we weren't able to have that kind of breadth and depth simply because not every province is in the same boat as Alberta is, but we were still able to, to cover a wide uh, array of stories, whether it's the Tristan Peters story or whether it's, uh, you know, Bob Elliott being on or that kind of thing. Uh, from your perspective, looking back on it, how important is it to kind of have these days to be able to celebrate the sport one, but also to maybe utilize these platforms known as social media and the online sphere to be able to really drive home that message that this is a sport that's growing in our country. Uh, yeah, I think uh, spotlighting it is is incredibly important. Um, and one of the first things when uh, when the Western Canadian Baseball League kind of first uh, uh, floated this idea of of doing Baseball Day in Canada uh, on August fourteenth, um, I, I looked up. I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is something that has been done. And uh, indeed, the the Toronto Blue Jays had uh, for for a year or a few years. Uh, tried a similar uh, thing where they wanted to spotlight the sport and uh, and the nations and and the sport the role of the sport in this nation and uh, I you know but I was I don't remember that happening I don't remember it being a thing um, but I think everyone is familiar with uh, hockey day in Canada right that mm. kind of took on a, a holiday vibe and uh, it'd be a cool event right where it's all the Canadian teams facing off against each other and Ron McLean uh, doing his thing that he does so well in terms of of hosting, and uh, you did a great job as well, Joe, of, of 
Oh, the, make me the, blush. The, 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 <laughs> yeah, being a baseball's uh, Ron McLean, I guess. Uh, but uh, no, just uh, so I, I like that idea of just taking a whole day and devoting it to the sport. And, and I think, especially when you're a sport that uh, isn't always naturally associated with the country, yet still has a proud history and uh, a proud ongoing presence. Uh, on the global stage, I think it's important to to do that, and uh, um, so I think it was it was good to kind of make get that off the ground and and uh, bring it to the world. You bring a really great point up, and that being about the history side of it, but also the the present day. You, I was reading an article recently about uh, Canadian players, and even this last draft, seventeen Canadians taken in la- in twenty rounds. If you if you extrapolate that to forty rounds, you have thirty four Canadians being taken. That's pretty impressive, and it's something that we should be celebrating. That we're we're seeing that kind of growth, and it's not just guys that are are going to be no namers down the road. You're seeing high draft picks. You're also seeing uh, some success at the major league major league level now when you talk about guys like Joey Votto and Mike Soroka and Vladdy Guerrero Jr. There's there's so many guys that are, are really making an impact and, and also giving back to the community as well. Yeah, and I think it's important that um, Canadians kind of have that um, those guiding lights uh, to to look to. Uh, Joey Votto is is an obvious one and and should be for good reason. I think most countries would be uh, proud to claim him. He's such a, a an oddball character, and uh, he's got that just unique sense of humor, and mm-hmm. and just he's he's a character that you want to hear what he has to say about things because you never really know what he's going to say. And on top of that, he's ridiculously good, you know. So uh, you know, and just having hit his two thousandth hit of his career, and. Uh, you know, it kind of shades of uh, of uh, Larry Walker in a way, just someone who's been not just good, but been good for so mm-hmm. very long, right? So I, I think it is important that uh, that we have that. And I also think that, you know, I, maybe we're at a stage, I hope we're at a stage where we're going to see year in, year out, that there are not just, there's not just one Canadian. Uh, you know, we saw with Mike Soroka when he had that glorious season where he's in the running for, not just uh, rookie of the year, but the Cy Young, right? So that was just a great thing for for Canada and Western Canadians. You know, we saw James Paxton throw a no hitter uh, in Toronto uh, as well. So there's always those stories that they're just so easy to gravitate towards. And there's this pool of Canadians that may not be a, a massive pool, like relative to the the number of players in uh, in the major leagues baseball, but it's it's a it's enough of a contingent that to, to make you proud and, and to root for. And hopefully I don't even necessarily know if that number has to grow exponentially, but hopefully that's something that we maintain that we have those players that we can look to and get excited about uh, each season. And, you know, you know, uh, Freddie, Freddie Freeman's another one that uh, we can look at and be like, Oh, is he Canadian? Oh yeah. His, you know, he's got the, parental lineage this way and that kind of thing. So there's always those stories that, that people gravitate towards and it's, it's uh, you know, fun to just kind of fly the, the maple leaf for them. 
Well, and not only that, but it's one of those situations. You see that in the women's game quite a bit is that whole uh, idea that if you can see it, you can be it, right? And if you're a Canadian kid who's uh, fighting the good fight in baseball at 15 or 16 and all of a sudden you get a visit from some of these pro guys, all of a sudden it lights that fire under them like, okay, if if they can do it, I could probably do it too. And, and I think that's going to be a, a real key going forward. But also another big key that we talked a lot about during the broadcast is uh, facilities and the ability to see not only some of tomorrow's stars today, but also to be able to maybe play in some of these facilities. We're seeing the the Okotoks and the Sylvan Lakes and Regina's doing their thing and all across this country. I mean, that's got to be a big thing now, and, and no one seems to be messing around here all of a sudden, Ian. Yeah, that is very true. And before actually, before we do get on to the stadiums, I just wanted to point out one other thing about the, the pro players uh, in baseball, and that, that being uh, the guys who are drafted uh, and play professionally affiliated baseball. Uh, so yes, we can gravitate towards that, uh, you know, uh, between a dozen and 20 Canadians playing in MLB each year. But underneath that, at uh, from single A and from rookie ball to single A to double A and triple A, you've got all these other players that you and I are a little bit more familiar, but the casual fan may not be, mm-hmm. who are just, they're just knocking on the door to get there. And it's so fun to kind of see their journey and cheer for them. Uh, so I just wanted to point that out too, that there are other guys coming and, uh, and you know, those are stories that we love to tell as well. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the more unheralded guys and just see where they go. Maybe they, maybe they make it, maybe they end up coming back to your community and, and coaching, uh, uh, coaching people here instead. Either way, it's a, it's a sound investment. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to the, the, the stadium uh, point, I think, you know, I think that's, uh, you just can't overstate the importance of that. I mean, uh, people by now are very familiar with uh, Seaman Stadium and not just Seaman Stadium, but the surrounding facilities there uh, from the field house to the Termaline field and the other fields uh, there that have just become this uh, great baseball complex in Southern Alberta and something that um, people can look to. Like, you know, when you talk to other uh, players in the Western Canadian Baseball League or academy players, they talk about playing there. Mm-hmm. They, may, they may not always, even if they're big rivals, they may not want to admit that they like it, but they love going out there, right? Like that's a that's a showcase stadium in our neck of the woods. You know, you, you extrapolate that to, uh, you know, uh, Reno's being done at Athletic Park, Medicine Hat, Spitz Stadium getting a, a facelift uh, and just uh, trying to make make those stadiums so much better and and then Sylvan Lake adding on uh, this year, um, you know, as as an expansion franchise, just to bring that new stadium. And that's going to, not only is that a good stadium right now, but that's going to grow and develop and be better each year. So maybe two years from now, that area is even uh, better than what it is now. Uh, and then you add in Regina, you know, uh, talking about bringing a new stadium, Spruce Grove, uh, another one. And the importance of those things is, uh, not just to the Western Canadian Baseball League and the teams that are those teams that are driving it, driving the infrastructure. It's all the other uh, groups that are going to play there. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get little league groups in there. You're going to get uh, senior men's uh, ball teams playing there. You're going to get the, the women and the girls playing there. That's important. That's really important because no matter what happens to the uh, groups that built these these stadiums, the teams that built them, the owners that built them, that's bricks and mortar. That stays in the community, and it's something that 
each community benefits from. And you just cannot overstate the importance of that. You mentioned a great word in there, Ian, and it's community, right? When you've got a community that's bought in, and I think that that's starting to see whether you're in Fort McMurray and the facility that they have up there, whether you're in Brooks where they're still developing that area, you're, you're starting to see a bit of an arms race develop. And I think that that's a real strong message that, hey, A, baseball's not going away, but B, is that there's a community involvement piece, which I think is really, really important if we're going to be growing at the grassroots. And that's something that we really touched upon in our conversation with Jason Dixon, the newly minted CEO for Baseball Canada. He just took over earlier this week. He joins us now here on Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. Jason, thanks so much for joining us here on Baseball Day in Canada. Uh, Thanks for having me. Let's give an overarching analysis from your perspective. If we were to do a state of the game, what would you state about it? Um, you know, I think we've probably had two, two statements on that. I think pre-COVID and post-COVID, but I think pre-COVID, you know, we were, you know, gaining momentum and still working on our game, uh, you know, shaping and trying to grow it. We were seeing some good years of growth, uh, um, you know, across the country. And, and I think in large part, it, you know, we go as, as the Jays go. So as they have a good run, it kind of really helps us that way too. And, and kids are getting more engaged. So that's been really good. Um, state of the game, Post COVID is going to be interesting, right? I think, you know, every sport is kind of, it's, it's, you know, reassessing where they are, uh, you know, really unfortunate for us just of where COVID has hit, you know, it forced a cancellation of nationals last year. And again, this year, uh, you know, safety, safety first, we all understand that, but it's really hard. We know how tough that is on the kids to, to, to not attend the nationals uh, or play baseball in general. But I think, you know, the state of the game is, is really good with baseball Canada. And we're look, we're anxious to get back at it and continue the growth, get people back again, support our provinces uh, post COVID. Um, and more than anything, as a, as a dad of, of two kids, just really get the kids active again. Uh, you know, they miss baseball, they miss their sport and get them back out again and playing and having fun and, and really looking forward to that. I assume looking over the last 18 months or so, you've had a little bit of an opportunity to maybe do, uh, I don't want to call it soul searching, but obviously maybe a SWOT analysis almost. And so from that standpoint, when you look at things, where are some of the strengths that lie within baseball Canada? Yeah, I think, you know, you're exactly right. Over the last 18 months, it's, it's, you know, forced us to, to hit the pause button, which sometimes, you know, you could argue is, is needed to kind of, you know, resharpen or take a deep breath and, and really look at where you are. And, and that's been good for us. It, it's, it's allowed us, I guess, to go through this transition of CEOs and, and not lose any ground in that sense, uh, but also step back and look at the game. And, and you know, we're a pretty, pretty traditional sport, uh, sport that, you know, sometimes may be slow to change. And we realize, you know, COVID has kind of forced us to do some things differently, you know, to operate through COVID and, and maybe realize that we can change some things. And I think, you know, the strength with, with, I think sport in Canada in general is just, you know, we are Canadian like Canadians love to be, you know, supporting their teams. And I think, you know, whether it's the national, you know, the, the, the hockey teams or the baseball teams, like that's a big opportunity for us to, to, to really support or really support our teams. I think, you know, the strength for us going forward is, um, you know, we're into that summer sport that we're not competing with hockey. Uh, you know, I chatted with the hockey guys last week and we kind of had that discussion around uh, just being a summer sport versus a winter sport. But, um, you know, the, the, the advantage is there, I think, in the in the summertime, it'd be in a short summertime. But, you know, Canadians really love uh, their baseball as much as they love their hockey. And I think the opportunity to grow that game 
you know, in all facets and, and, you know, grow our, our youth programs, grow our women's programs. Uh, you know, we're always looking at how we can, uh, you know, be more diverse in our sport. And I think there's some opportunities there for us to improve. You mentioned that key word that I was going to get to next, which is opportunities. And again, with that SWOT analysis, what kinds of things do you want to zero in on maybe, especially as you enter your new role? Uh, you know, I think coming out of COVID, it's probably impacted provinces differently. So it's really taken the time to sit down and understand how we can support some of those provincial bodies. And, uh, you know, because at the end of the day, they're really driving out the programming at the provincial level and helping the local associations who are help on the clubs because, you know, let, let's be honest with, with where we are, the, the, the end user or the people that are on the front lines, they make baseball happen in your community. As much as we can try to do the things we want to do from the Baseball Canada head office, we need the volunteers that are in small communities to keep score and umpire and coach and run the canteen and all the good things. And so I think, I think a huge opportunity for us is to really support our provinces, uh, see what they need coming out of COVID, see how they've been impacted, um, and really have good discussions with them to see how they think the game can change. You know, what is COVID brought to our attention? What do we want to change? Maybe it's something we've always talked about changing, but now we're finally just brave enough post COVID to say, you know what, we think we want to change uh, this a better game or we want to adjust this a better game. And so um, I'm anxious to talk to a lot of the provinces and kind of get their feedback to see, okay, where are, you know, flush out the opportunities for us. Um, Cause I always say some of the best ideas come from the people who are doing it day to day. Obviously, you went through the day to day yourself. You came up through the system yourself, made your way up to the major leagues, and now you're kind of giving back to the community, uh, to the baseball community in that way. When you look back at your journey, uh, how different is the system back in your day versus the system now? Yeah, you, you know, um, August fourth uh, was the 30 year anniversary of a team that I was fortunate enough to play with in 1991 that we won a, a world championship in in Brandon. Mm -hmm. uh sorry in winnipeg and um um we you know i think about going to provincials in that team and it was in saskatchewan quickly selected a team sent us off the nationals and away we went and now i look at the way that we develop you know our, our national teams are together for a long time they're developed for multiple years uh helping kids grow uh you know associations and local programs are also developing kids understanding where they're going and it's more, you know, not just for the national team, but understanding that, you know, there's lots of opportunity for Canadians to get to college, um, lots of opportunity for Canadians to get into professional sports and ultimately to the big leagues. Um, you know, we just had another player called up the other day. So it'll be our 13th uh, Canadian in the big leagues, um, uh, you know, this year. So it, it's, it's, you know, it's exciting for anybody that's ever watched some of these kids play to say, Hey, I, I can do this. Right. And I think, you know, that's where it was for me. I was lucky enough to have Matt stairs and Real Cormier who were, you know, a little bit ahead of me and watch those guys do it. And when they do it, then it's like, okay, I can, I can do it too. And so hopefully that's what I, I think, you know, the impact maybe that I've had here in New Brunswick is, is the kids see that I'm just uh, you know, a regular guy that, that played ball in a small town, just like them. And, and uh, you know, if you've got a little bit of skill and you work really hard at it, that uh, you've got a real legitimate chance. Talk about that excitement level from a Baseball Canada perspective when you see uh, not just the 13 players that have made it to the big leagues, but you saw 17 Canadians drafted this yeah. past summer. I mean, there's a little bit of momentum and a little bit of uh, acknowledgement, I think, within the sports community that, hey, you know what, Canadian athletes are legit. Yeah, you know, I, I think it validates for 
you know, many levels of people who, you know, whether they've, you know, hit ground balls to that player through, through, you know, uh, batting practice to them, to coaches who tried to teach them the mental side of the game, to, to parents who supported in some ways to help the kids form a team and provincial associations, putting programs together and national teams, you know, inviting those kids to play. Like, I think it validates all that hard work that everybody's doing at every level. Um, you know, at the end of the day to really help a kid, uh, or a young player fulfill what is their dream. Right. And I think, you know, the best part is, is each, each one of those players that get co- gets called up to the big leagues, not, you know, he's, they're fulfilling their dream, but I, there's a whole slew of people behind them that, you know, are, 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 are with them in that, right. They're, they're, they're celebrating as much as they are that opportunity to play in the big leagues. And obviously the other aspect of it is the ability to give back much like you did uh, seeing guys like Mike Soroka come back home yeah. or seeing a, a Joey Votto mention Canada. I mean, that those kinds of things really help in the long run for the game as well. It's not just the blue Jays kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I think those, those guys that are connected to baseball Canada or the national team or the junior program or, or any program in some way, shape or form um, they don't forget about it. And, you know, it, it, it means a lot you know, it means a lot. I mean, I, I, I think about, you know, even, you know, even for me kind of coming through the program, you know, the, the 30 years ago, the opportunity to play for team Canada was kind of really kickstarted, started my career. And I'm very fortunate for it. And, you know, you even, you see, even see in the background behind me, I've got, you know, a few mm-hmm. big league Jersey, but it's my team Canada Jersey that, that hangs in the center that I'm most proud of. Right. I still, you know, still friends with a lot of those guys. And I think, that connection that you form at that age, going through some of those tough times when you're still uncertain, if you're good enough to be a big league player, um, that, that you never forget that. And I think you're always grateful for, for baseball in Canada and baseball Canada. Final question for you here, Jason, what is your message to the players, to the volunteers, the parents, everyone in the baseball community, as we emerge from this pandemic and we kind of return to that sense of normalcy that we've been kind of hoping for for the last little while here? Yeah, I I mean, you know, the first thing I think of when you mention all those groups, it's a huge thank you, right, to them for not only the work pre-COVID, but just managing through COVID, you know, for all the, for all the hours they put in as volunteers and, and, you know, we're very grateful for all that. Cause again, I said, they, they make it happen. It's not the baseball Canada staff, like the frontline people make it happen. Um, you know, but my message to them, I guess, coming out of COVID is, um, you know, we're working hard to get back to where we once were and, and, and don't lose sight of, of how much we love the game, you know, going into COVID. And I know it was tough to lose a couple, you know, maybe lose an entire season or lose a national championship, but uh, just knowing that we will get back to, to, to where we once were. Um, and, but it takes, and it's going to take a collective effort, right? I need that. You need those same groups of people to do the things they do. Uh, and, and just, you know, it's a shared passion for the love of baseball that we, we need to rekindle and fire them back up again and, and uh, you know, get past this COVID thing and, and get back to the ball fields and, and really start to drive baseball and grow the game uh, like we were. Jason, really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for joining us here on Baseball Day in Canada. Awesome. Thank you very much. Back now with Ian Wilson as we put the wraps on Baseball Day in Canada held this past weekend in Oak Tokes. And Ian, I asked this question of Jason Dixon, and I want to ask you this question as well. When you look at the state of the game, not just in Alberta, but across this country, where do you think we're at? Uh, I think we're in a, a really good place, generally speaking. Like, I think... One of the funny things that I find uh, living in living in Calgary in particular, 
So I, uh, you know, you and I are, of course, are fans of history, the history of the sport in this province. So we can talk about the Trappers and Medicine Hat Blue Jays and uh, Lethbridge Dodgers and Calgary Cannons. And I'll be wearing Calgary Cannon stuff and people see it and they get excited. Oh, yeah, I really miss that. Like that was like, yeah, I like and I do. I do miss it. Like it was a great time, great period for baseball when we had AAA in the province. Uh, so we have those memories. That's great. <laughs> not, yeah. not every jurisdiction does, right? But one thing that I think when you when you kind of say that and you focus on, oh, can we bring that back? I I want to like shake people and say, no, you can't. <laughs> like just <laughs> give it up. Like, and not to be that overly negative about about that time period, but it's just it's just not coming back. I think mm-hmm. we we have to be realistic about that. But one thing I think we need to uh, celebrate and be excited about is how much more we are growing uh, high-caliber players here, and and people for that matter. We are uh, we've grown leaps and bounds in terms of coaching, uh, facilities, uh, player development, getting kids uh, scholarships so they can have their education paid for, uh, training them well enough that they can train the next wave of players, all of that's really important in, uh, for growing the sport. So I think, and that, that I'm just talking about Alberta right now, but I do believe that that's, that's something that is occurring across the country. So we need to celebrate that and we need to be excited about that because I think that is a place where we have gotten a lot better and hopefully we continue to get better. So I think the game is in a, in a good spot, like it, we were talking about before the, the interview there, uh, that you know, we should be in a place where we continue to see Canadian content uh, at the major league level. That's a great thing. But mm-hmm. um, there are there are you know other priorities as well and other ways of, of making things better. Um, which uh, <laughs> should we get into that now? Like, <laughs> you knew full yeah, well like, that I was. I kind of felt like when you were answering that there was a but coming, and yeah. I and I and I don't disagree with you because and I tweeted after the event about how it sort of felt like a bit of a springboard. It felt like there's this opportunity that we have in front of us where maybe we started to realize, hey, there is this way that we can platform the game a little bit because I I get the feeling anyways, and and I think that this happens in a lot of. Um, bigger uh bigger picture organizations and in bigger picture uh big tent thinking is oh we need certain amount of media exposure or that kind of thing well in today's day and age you're your own media entity and so maybe this was an opportunity for us to showcase that hey you can be your own media entity the issue i think becomes a everybody coming out of their own silos and actually starting to work together on this um, so that you have different leagues across this country working together. And and maybe there needs to be someone at the center of creating a day like today. And I look at Baseball Canada as the example is saying, okay, we're going to put on this full-day broadcast with focuses on the Western Canadian Baseball League and the IBL in Ontario and this league in Quebec and this league in BC and that kind of thing to kind of maybe allow for some more balance I'll call it across the league that was one criticism that we did get on social media over the course of last weekend or so was oh this was very WCBL focused well one it was a WCBL production 
Um, but B is it's one of the only leagues that was actually in play over the course of the last few months here. And so once we get into full swing, everybody's open again, hypothetically in 2022, there is that opportunity. So aside from those kinds of things, what else do you think should be on our radar to maybe move this game forward, move it to a place where we can see even more substantial growth? Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the million dollar question, I think. Uh, I mean, first of all, I think we need to recognize that Canada is a um, great, great country. I'm so proud to be Canadian and born here and from here. And, and I love living here. Also proud to be an Albertan. Uh, but it's a very regional country. I feel like, uh, you know, it could be off here. Maybe I'm on Twitter too often, but I feel like those regional differences uh, are, are starting to be exposed more and more. Uh, whether it's from uh, BC to Alberta to Ontario to Eastern Canada, it just feels like uh, you know whether it's politically or even in sport, uh, the the differences get focused on far more than uh, than what we have in common. Uh, and and I know like it's funny to me because I, I'm a Mariner fan. Part of my being a Mariner fan is uh, proximity. It's mm-hmm. easier for me to do a trip to Seattle, and historically has been, than to, to go see the, the Jays in Toronto. Uh, and uh, and also just that connection to the, the Calgary Cannons. They were the AAA affiliate mm-hmm. uh, for the Mariners. Uh, so it's, you know, we shouldn't be surprised that people in Vancouver might be Seattle Mariner fans, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just a proximity, proximity thing. Or that you'd have people who are Minnesota Twins fans along the way. Uh, and But one of the things I really respect about uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, I do like the Blue Jays, uh, I, I love that they do that Canadian winter tour. Mm-hmm. I love that they have the, the camps across the country. They, we've seen uh, Blue Jays legends come through here and teach kids about baseball. And that's one thing, I mean, maybe I'm putting too much importance on that, but I think those are the kinds of initiatives that uh, that really help to unite baseball fans in this country. And it might be easier for the Toronto Blue Jays because they are the only Major League Baseball team. So it's kind of like the Raptors mm-hmm. thing where you feel like you really can rep the whole country, whether the, you know, other parts of the country want you to represent them or not. Uh, so, but I do think there's, there's just, a, we need to find more ways that we can kind of break down these regional differences. There are program, there are leagues, uh, different programs, different academies that they have their own interests in mind first. And that's understandable. Those, they have their own people in place. They know what they are and they are, are trying to be proud of their achievements. There's nothing wrong with that. One of the things I noticed uh, or I felt with watching, you know, my daughter is, is nine years old and she played U10. Uh, technically, it's softball, but I, I prefer to call it baseball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's mostly the same same thing except for the pitching. Yeah. Anyway, one of the things that I felt when I was, uh, you know, I would ump the odd game here and there or your base coach, things like that. At this age, I really felt like I wasn't just, you know, encouraging girls on my daughter's team i was encouraging anyone who was on the field and and you did see that uh, you mm-hmm. know the parents are, and the people involved in those games are cheering for everyone and yeah you know there's 
there's probably some people listening, oh, great, go sing Kumbaya and enjoy <laughs> you know, and how lovey-dovey and all that. But I, there's, you know, there's something about that, that you see that in sport, that you recognize uh, it's not just good sportsmanship, but also tipping your cap to your opponents and recognizing when they do things really well. And, uh, you know, I think, I think there's a lot of room for, for doing that. For if maybe you really don't like a certain team, a certain academy, a certain league, but you can say, you know what, for the betterment of the game, we're going to work with you in these areas where we can find common ground and strengthen the sport. Mm -hmm. And again, maybe that's pipe dream. Maybe that's uh, being overly optimistic to think that could happen. But I think that's where we need to go eventually. It's one of those situations, I call it, uh, you don't need to tear down someone else's empire to build up your own. And I feel like that's sort of the the mindset that we can kind of take away from this conversation is, hey, we're all in this to see baseball get better in Canada. So how can we do it together? And I, lo- I love your your analysis on, on, especially from a kid's perspective, because at the end of the day, that's what this is about, is making sure that those kids have those opportunities there. And hopefully Baseball Day in Canada uh, help provide that. That for a few kids, maybe allowed for that that light to be shone for them. So, uh, Ian, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast, but even more so getting to hang out with you for the first time in like 18 months uh, and getting to do it while talking baseball at Seaman Stadium for Baseball Day in Canada. It was an absolute pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thanks for having me on, and, and uh, kudos to you. You did a, a fantastic job uh, for a lengthy, lengthy broadcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just more than anything. It was nice to just uh, hang out with you and sit and watch a couple of ball games. Uh, the pleasure was all mine, my friend. Again, thanks to Ian Wilson and Jason Dixon for joining us this week, and thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. We'd also like to take a quick minute here and now to announce the revitalization of our sponsorship program. Over the past couple of years, we've been trying to find different ways to help fund our operations and we've had sponsors for a while. What we've now done is rolled out a tiered supporter package with different options available, including bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. Here on the podcast, we'll be recognizing our platinum supporters and the first to join us, the Okotoks Dogs. They've been with us from the beginning as John Arcandio was actually the one who called us originally to see how they could support us. That got the ball rolling with sponsors. So again, thanks to the OGs, the Okotoks Dogs, for their continued support. Until next time, thanks to all of you for your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.